You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. We're live at Heritage Christian School with a body of Heritage Christian. Woo! What a great group. Awesome, eh? Good podcast on Monday. Oh, yeah. We're back on Wednesday, hump day. Yeah, hump day. We're in the middle of the week, so this is going to get you through. So we've got some great questions again today. We're going to get right at that. Here's our first question of the day. My name is Isaac, and I'm in seventh grade. My question for you is, what is the most challenging part about your ministry? (laughs) Isaac, i got to say, that was awesome. (laughs) I would never have known he's in seventh grade, would you? He's taller than me. (laughs) (laughs) And his voice is lower than than yours. (laughs) Isaac, that's awesome. What is the most challenging thing in your ministry? Oh... You want to talk about the pastoral ministry or traveling as an evangelist? Um, I started last For him, ago. he's traveling, so trying to find the right place to eat. Yeah. You know, that's the biggest thing the for him. The restaurant. Or choice. whether or not there's a Tim, to- uh, Tim, a Hortons. Tim Hortons around. So, uh, For me, the most challenging thing for me, to be honest, is trying to connect with people your age and a little bit older. Uh, because we're just from different parts of the world. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I grew up uh, just like about as far removed from World War II as you are removed from 9-11. So, you know, you still look at 9-11 like something that happened sort of recent, but it's back there. And that's the way I grew up with World War II. You know, all the shows on World War II were Rat Patrol and all these other things, you know, so Google it. All right, uh, but uh, so my biggest issue is trying to find the connection with younger people about the gospel. And so to, to get to create an interest where they, where they even want to hear. That's the most challenging thing for me. Yeah. Um, when I was pastoring, the most difficult was... Uh, people would come in to counsel and they would say, Pastor, our marriage is in trouble, our kids are in trouble, my finances are in trouble, whatever, can you help us? And I would open the Bible and I'd say, okay, here's what the Bible says, here's what you need to do, here's my, my experience, that what God has given to me, and here's what God's laid on my heart, this is what you need to do. And the bulk of those people would never heed that advice. And that would drive me absolutely crazy. I think, why did you come in and talk to me? And I figured out after a while that people didn't really want my advice. They wanted me to agree with them. They wanted me to tell them that they were okay, that it was someone else's fault. You're doing okay. It's your mother. It's your father. It's you know your wife or husband or whatever. So that was a problem. So that really aggravated me to no end. And I got to where people would come in and I'd say, well, uh, you can listen to what I've got or you can just do what you want to do because that's what you're going to do anyways. And it would kind of catch people off guard, but I was kind of serious in that. And I would tell people, I, I will help you, but I can only help you if you'll do what I tell you. And so that was probably the most challenging part of ministry right now in my ministry traveling is um, being apart from my family for longer periods of time. Sometimes I've gone 
uh, a week or two. During COVID, I was gone for uh, about three or four months from my family, which I don't know how the military does it. I don't know how they do that. It's very, very difficult. And so that was the t toughest thing for me. And then just conveying the idea that we need to reach our nations now. That I think most Christians, and I think you as teenagers would say, you know what, things are okay. We're okay, we're going to Christian school. Our, our church is doing good, our parents are all right. But our world around us is imploding and we're doing very little to really reach them. There was a day in this auditorium where the first couple rows of pews, where the pews are, would have to get up and move to the side walls to accommodate all the people that were coming forward to get saved in the service. We're not seeing that in churches these days. And that bothers me. I wanna get back to those days, but our world is in trouble and we've got to reach them, but we've got to do it quickly, more quickly than we're doing. So that'd be mine. Thank awesome you very much. question, Good. thank you. A round of applause from a man. Good one. Hi, my name is Gabe. I'm in seventh grade. My question is, uh, why did you start Tim Talks? Go ahead. Yep, we gave that, uh, we gave that we just wanted to try to reach younger people and let them know that being in ministry, maybe not full time, maybe not being a pastor or a missionary, but being in your church and getting completely immersed in ministry. A lot of people like to sort of stick their foot in ministry like you're soaking your feet. We wanted to plunge right in and so to get involved to, to see. I, I think the most awesome thing is to see and experience God used me. That is awesome. So that's it. I would say that old men love to give young men advice. Uh, it's not always asked for, and sometimes that's not the most popular. <laughs> but old men want to pass on to young men what they've learned so that you don't face some of the hardships that we did. And behind you today, there are five or six men sitting in the back who are part of the pastoral staff here. Um, I would strongly encourage you to meet with those men and ask them for advice. The grayer the hair, the better it is. All right, I think Brother Whitsky's got the grayest hair and least hair, but um, that guy has been in the ministry for 50 years. He has, he has worked with all kinds of people of all time, and I would go to that guy once a week and say, hey, teach me something. And when he was principal of the school, a lot of kids, um, they'd come into his office and he wouldn't, he wouldn't give them the corporal punishment. He'd sit them down and talk to them for two hours. They'd be begging me, please. They would be begging for begging, the corporal punishment. Please, just give me the paddle. After two hours. That's right. But he was instructing, and a lot of those students remember today the, the, today the talks that he gave. So I would say that to your grandparents, your great-grandparents, talk to them. They have great wisdom. And they talk loudly, so they'll hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why we did it. Thank you very much, sir. Excellent. Um, hi, my name is Angelina. I'm in ninth grade. And my question is, what's, what, less, what advice would you give to your teenage self that you wish someone had told you before? Wow, great question. Great question. Who started that one? Um, don't get fat. Uh, that would be number one. <laughs> I remember saying to myself, I'll never get over 200 pounds ever. I'll never let that happen. Well, I'm at 201 right now, so it's a real struggle. <laughs> and then some, but, oh man, if I had to go back and tell myself, mm, I gotta think about that, you got one? Exercise, keep exercising. I, 
Well, I was here for 20 years. I was a soccer coach, and we'd always busy, always doing things. Whenever I got to Columbus, whenever you have to study for three sermons a week, that begins you. You wind up having a lot more sedentary lifestyle. And I was 40 when we went to Columbus 21 years ago. So uh, to be more active, that that would be one of the things for me. I, I'm I'm ready to start a diet and popularize it. Uh, it's a put a knife to thy throat diet about eating and get up off your rear end and go knock on doors exercise program. So that'd probably be a lot better. Wow. <laughs> wow, Jenny Craig, get, step back. Weight Watchers, you're in trouble. Here comes the wolf and meal plan. Um, I would say, in, in seriousness, I listened to the wrong music. I got involved in rock music of the day when I was a kid. And some of the songs are still popular today. If I mention them, you know what they were. I got listening to that music and I became very rebellious. For a short period of time in my life, about a two year stint in my life, in those two years, I made some terrible decisions. And I wish it I was, could have well, gone back. He was my assistant. It was awful. It was terrible. <laughs> it was his music. And uh, <laughs> so I was listening to that music. Please be careful of what you listen to. It does influence you. And then I, I wish I had memorized more Bible. I'm not a great memorizer. Now, here's the sad thing. I could probably tell you the lyrics of every song that I listened to back in that day when I was a teenager. But memorizing scripture became very difficult for me because I waited a little too long in my life to begin. I was in my 20s, 1820, to really get serious about it. And by that time, I'd already lost some of the ability to memorize like you do when you're younger. That would have been mine. Great question. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, sir. My name is Tony, and I'm in ninth grade. And my question is, are you guys married? And how many relationships have you guys been in? Yeah, well, we've... Why, why are you interested? <laughs> <laughs> It's not that kind of program. <laughs> we are happily married. To someone else. <laughs> right. yeah, not each other. Not each other. <laughs> we broke up years ago. Um, <laughs> we, we worked together for four and a half, almost five years, and then we broke up, and I went to Canada, and... <laughs> Oh my, that's, a, that's good, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, uh, we're both married. I've been married to my wife 38 years in June. You've been married? 42. 42. My wife's right there in the yeah. front row. Mrs. We, uh, yeah. we met in kindergarten Sunday school here at Cleveland Baptist. And for some reason, I didn't impress her at the time. And uh, then as we were growing up, in uh, junior live wires, which would be like junior church today. Somehow I still didn't impress her. And uh, even when we started dating at the very end of our senior year of high school, we both graduated from Heritage in 1978, I still didn't impress her. And to this day, after 42 years of marriage, I don't think I've ever impressed her, but she has great compassion and so she said yes. So, but, uh, and that, I gotta tell you, when, when you wait on the Lord and the Lord brings the right person along, uh, she is my very best friend. I love being around her. I love, 
us doing things together. I mean, she is absolutely my very best friend. Sorry. It's not what you tell me when we're alone. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I would tell you that uh, I met my wife here at Cleveland Baptist Church as well. Uh, actually, the first time was over in the fellowship hall. She was my group leader for the help for the SMITE program. Mm -hmm. But our our group was supposed to pray together here in the auditorium. We we're going to meet in the back and pray. And for some reason, that message did get, didn't get conveyed to the rest of the group because I didn't tell them. So Ruthie and I uh, met together and we sat in the back and prayed. And in that prayer meeting, I thought to myself, "This is God's gift to me. This is the woman I'm supposed to marry." And I told my friends, I said, if I get to date her, this was three days after I met her, if I get to date her, I'm gonna marry her. And she took one look at me and it was over. She said, I gotta have you, you're awesome. <laughs> to this day, she still does. Thank you, grade seven guys. Okay, they have no idea what they're talking about. So, so there you are, so yeah, we both- So I gotta tell you, that Smite campaign, it was 1983, and it was here, it was, uh, the second one we ever had here, the very first one was 1978. And so every five years we used to have the Smite campaign here. And so I think you're having it here this year, I think so. Um, and, and so I had to do the skits and stuff. So we had a game and I was gonna give 10 bucks away. Now, 1983, 10 bucks was a lot more worth, a lot more than what it is now. But so I was gonna give 10 bucks away to the winner of this game. And I'd called up to Canada and I asked his youth pastor, I said, hey, who can I play a joke on that, that would be good? And so he gave me his name. So he's one of the guys that we called up. Now he's in Bible college and doesn't have much money with him. Oh. And you gotta buy your own meal, you gotta buy your own lunch. And so we blindfolded four people sitting behind uh, a table and they all had bunches of bananas in front of them. And so the, you know, whoever ate the most bananas in a minute would get the 10 bucks. And so as we're getting ready to, to get him to start, we unblindfolded the other three people. So he was the only one with a blindfold. And I went, go! And he's just, and of course everybody's cheering, come on, come on. And he's the only one, all by himself, you know, but he did get the 10 bucks, so there you go. Yeah, yeah, I won the 10 bucks, I was so happy. And so I peel off the blindfold and I'm the only one. And my immediate thought was, I just missed any chance of getting to know Ruth Thompson. <laughs> She's gonna think I'm an idiot, but she, she took it. She was good. She found out you were later. There you go, amen. Thank you so much, great question. Hi, my name is Marcus. I'm in ninth grade, and my question is, what's the worst you ever injured yourself physically? Mm. I fell, I took my daughter skating, ice skating, and a little girl fell in front of us fell, and she had just gotten her skate sharpened. And I put, I, I stumbled because she was in front of me and I went down and I pushed her out of the way to uh, protect my daughter from falling in front of her. And uh, the skate blade went right at the tip of my thumb and ran all the way down to almost my wrist and cut that skin to the bone. And I still have the scar uh, two days before I was supposed to go to the Philippines and preach for 10 days. So I went to the hospital. I got up and I said, oh man, somebody's bleeding. I, I couldn't feel it. And there's blood gushing everywhere. 
So I, I finally realized it was me and I walked over to a garbage can and I picked up some paper towels and Kleenexes that were in the garbage can and wrapped them around that, my hand. That was pretty smart. And so I took, I went to the hospital, I had somebody take my daughter home, I went to the hospital. I got uh, 10 stitches on the inside and 14 on the outside and when I got to the Philippines, the doctor took my stitches out when I was in the Philippines. So that's, that's the worst I've ever heard myself. Broke an ankle playing soccer here in my 11th grade year, I would have been like the most phenomenal player that you ever had. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Broke my ankle during practice, and I still played on it the rest of the day, and it kept getting worse and worse. Finally, I limped off, and the coach came by. and said, oh, you'll be all right. And uh, one of my friends was juggling a ball, and he stepped on my ankle. So. Yeah. Yeah. In defense, the girl did weigh about 160 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. We've been pretty safe. Cautious. The clapping's getting a little oh, weak. Wow. We okay. need more clapping. More clapping. There you go. That's better. Yep. Yep. Okay. Hi, my name is Ellie, and I'm in ninth grade. My question is, what are the chances of both of you going back on staff at CBC? Looking at the staff you got, it's probably pretty probable, I would think. Um, to get quality staff, uh, the church obviously is you know, lacking some offerings because they're just scraping the bottom of the barrel to get anybody to work here right now. Uh, Brother Tom Goodman works for food. Um, um, so right now. Um, I'll tell you what, to be to complete modest, I would love to be on the staff of this church again. Absolutely love it. I had so much fun here. Some of the greatest days of my life were working at this church. Some of the greatest people I've ever met, some of the most hilarious times. Brother Wolven, of course, was one of them. Um, I was his associate, his assistant, uh, his lackey. Uh, I did whatever he said. Uh, there was a that lot is of, not true. There was a lot of washing his car, massaging his feet. There was a lot of that. But uh, no, I, I would jump back in a second if, if given the opportunity. That would be up to Pastor Pete Folger and... Uh, I can pray about it and weep about it, and, yeah. but it, it'd be completely up to you. It's not gonna happen. And that's, you've mocked him so many times. That's <laughs> not gonna happen. I will tell you, it is difficult for somebody who's been a pastor to, cut, to then have to listen to somebody else. So uh, there was one pastor who, his dad was a pastor and joined his church and he said, he used to believe in the authority of the pastor, and now it's just an option. So <laughs> that's right. I will tell you this: I've I, I, pastor for thirty years. We're still in the same town, still go to the same church, and it's very difficult for a pastor who's pastor to sit under another man in his own ministry. And we've been able to do it. Praise the Lord, we've got a great pastor. But I've said to my wife, if I had to pick any place in the world that I would rather go to church. I've told her I'd love to come to Cleveland Baptist Church on a full-time basis, and I could sit under Brother Pete's preaching. Amen. Um, he's a phenomenal preacher, and he's just he's just a good leader. And he's not here to hear that. I would say that to his face as well. It's just he's an unusual young man. So you're in a great place, and if you have an opportunity to get on staff here, get it, take it. Good Amen. hand. Thank you. Uh, Hi, my name is Joey, and I'm in the ninth grade, and my question is, uh, who's the GOAT, LeBron James or Michael Jordan? I can answer that very quickly. Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Bobby Orr. <laughs> Larry Bird. Larry Bird beats both of them, hands down. It's not even close. So, 
Look, look up the history. So right. That's my opinion. So. Yeah. I, I'm not a real basketball guy. In fact, when I came here, I had never played basketball. As you um, can tell, I certainly am. I... Yes, absolutely. One of the best uh, ball caddies ever at Heritage. Um, <laughs> I had never played basketball. I had never played soccer. And I joined the staff here, and they said, okay, you're going to be the junior high soccer and basketball coach. And I, I was yes. like, well, how can I, how can I do that? I've never played. So I said, just do the best you can. And so I ran hockey drills because it's five guys. Hockey's five guys. You're putting something in the net. We put something in the net. And so we did that. And my junior high team went undefeated in basketball. Yeah. Soccer, we, we lost a couple in soccer, but hockey skills, any sport will do it. There you go. Thanks, sir. Just we cut up the wood floor with all your space week. stuff. Great week. Very and, good. Uh, Still more questions to go? Yeah. Uh, we got Friday, and we'll finish this off. Uh, we've got, I don't, what, we got 25, 30 questions, I think, in total. Mm -hmm. And then we've got probably another 25 or 30 more that we are going to answer um, over the next uh, several months. Yes. But uh, I want to encourage these kids that are listening, and other kids that are listening, we love these questions. Oh, we, yes. Some of these have been some of the best questions we've had in a while. And if you ever want to send us a question, you can reach us at uh, alstone.ca or dralstone at gmail.com or... And that's no period. No period. D-R-A-L. That's right, Doral. Or pastor at myncbc.com. And uh, we'll try to get to those. We always enjoy those comments. Absolutely. So thank you for a great day here on Tim Talks. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.